Hi, I'm KS Garner, and you're listening to the Solo Nerd Podcast. Today, I'll be speaking with Dre the Brute Daniels, the creator and writer behind the comic series Trouble the Rhythm Within, here to promote its graphic novel version now on Indiegogo. So, welcome back, Dre. Feels good to be back. Thanks for having me again, KS. This is uh, an honor and a privilege to be back on your show. So, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. I'm good. I'm good. Well, I appreciate you for reaching out and coming back on, but um. Outside my introduction, and for those who are new, who is Dre the Brute Daniels, in his own words? Ah, yes. Who am I? Who in the world am I? So I am the uh, creator, editor, and producer of Brutal Planet Comics, um, a comic book production company slash YouTube channel. Uh, that is the pretty much central hub of my flagship, Treble the Rhythm Within, um, which is, of course, as KS has uh, graciously announced, is now a graphic novel of that series. Um, I have written, edited it. Um, it is my lifeblood. It is my my brainchild. It is everything to me. Uh, but me, uh, I've been writing uh, professionally for a number of years now, lifelong comic book fan, as I've said a million times before, I'll say it a million times again, I was born with a Batman comic in my hand. Uh, this is not just something you do. This is a lifestyle. So a uh, long time comic book reader, cart- fan of cartoons, fan of movies, video games, the whole nerd sphere. Like I, I'm in it. I'm elbow deep, elbow deep into it. So um, yeah, that's pretty much essentially who I am. Mm-hmm. So what is Travel the Rhythm Rhythm Within uh, the series about? Absolutely. Thank you for asking that question. So this is an action-adventure musical that takes place in my hometown of Washington, D.C. And we tackle, um, essentially, this whole book is a case study of what music does to the human body. So we f- we follow... A, our main protagonist, which is named Zamir Green, who is an aspiring young DJ, and there are some nefarious people that poison the water supply in Washington, D.C. with a mutagen. He comes in contact with this mutagen, and then he begins to get a different superpower based on the genre of music he listens to. Now, throughout this adventure, there's also a hint of mystery of of like of who's really behind everything who's pulling the strings who is really in control but essentially it is a beautiful homage to 80s 90s and 2000s uh cartoons comic books and uh video games uh, there's a lot of cool references in them uh, that has been around a while those of my generation and those that catch up with us and all that other great stuff it's um it's it's a beautiful homage to that while giving a, a good um, modern spin on a lot of uh, sometimes tropes that some that some folks will catch up on, uh, and, and it's uh, I think it's also a very um, interesting story that that not redefines but puts the hero's journey in a different perspective, and it I think it's done very very well in a way that uh, for an origin story you 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 find a way to easily connect yourself with the main characters and some of the side characters but more importantly in my personal opinion the villains are great that's my favorite thing in the world are villains and i personally think the the villains that that uh that was done in this arc is some of the best com uh villain work i've done 
um ever and i really really enjoyed it but i think the musical aspect is what really sets this one apart um throughout the book um our, our character will listen to certain music and transform and all the great stuff so i had to implement a lot of different genres of music um while writing this book uh so i can implement it and i had to do a lot of study on the emotional psychological physical and emotional um, effect music has on different people now of course i had to generalize it as best i could through a universal lens because everything doesn't affect everybody the same way but to break things down in a way that is comparable enough for everybody to be like oh yeah that makes sense that transformation makes sense blah 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 it took a lot of work no lie to actually understand a lot of things I had to study a, 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 a musicology for a little bit just to make sure i understood and luckily i come from musical background fam uh, family that sings and plays i used to do background um background i used to play rhythm guitar and do uh backup vocals for cover bands so i like i have some of that but then there's a difference between like just you know performing than actually knowing the science behind what you're doing so yeah. I had to go and dig deep into how the knowledge of it works, how the math and the science and the social studies, how it all works um, in uh, in music itself to try to make, um, not only make the music work, but to make the power set make sense. So I went through a, a lot of that to get this thing where I wanted it to be. And I ended up having a whole lot of fun with it at the same time. So it's it's a heck of an adventure and it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I find it interesting that you had to, pretty much you know learn and study the science behind music instead of because you know music is I guess what a lot of people will, or everybody would say is a universal language mm -hmm. but it kind of it kind of isn't in a way because yeah. um what you feel and what you know are two different things like having to know the music is different than how you how it makes you feel you know um like I know I've heard some people like they like to work out. You think when he, you when you work out, you something like like really hyper upbeat music. But then there's some people who like to work out to classical music. Exactly. So it's like what is it about the classical music that will I guess you know allow someone to feel like they're in the groove where they can get mm -hmm. in the groove of working out. Whereas typically mm -hmm. it's something that's more upbeat, you know. And I'm also um, people who are listening or watching. Dre and I were talking about um, things we were doing since last time we spoke, and I'm in theater, and um, I'm preparing to do more auditions in the new year, and one of the things I want to learn how to do or get back into was guitar. So I had to, like, learn how to do it. How, about, how it makes me feel and just playing around with it is different than actually learning how to, to do it and, like, read music and things like that. So I find yeah. that really interesting. You have to really get into the science of art. Art is not just what you feel and what you see and whatnot. It's actually a science. Yeah, it. yeah, exactly, um, exactly. And that and that is something that took me a little bit of a surprise um, for doing my research to try to make it um, as universal as possible. Because like you, like you said, KS, like me, I'm like when I'm at the gym, I'm listening to a lot of hip hop or some rock or something, something that's gonna get the blood boiling. But like you said, there's some folks that's like, oh, classical is what gets me there, or R and B, and I'm just like, wait, what? Are you crazy? Like smooth jazz, smooth jazz? <laughs> Are you sitting there on the bench press? That's what we're doing. So, so it's it, it it was hard to narrow down a little bit, 
but that's actually part of the fun as well because i was able to create a character that has endless potential because you so because some person could take what i've written or put or put together like oh okay this genre makes sense this genre makes sense but maybe this one i think i would have did this with this genre and what if he listened to uh polka what if he listened to whatever death metal whatever like 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 the ideas for this character can flow in so many different directions that when i'm when my time is done i'm long gone from here someone will be able to pick this up and be like hey i'm putting out a whole new genre of music and this is how this is going to work we're going to have them use two different songs at the same time like all types of cool stuff like the potential is endless so I, that's why i really wanted to do this character and this story because it was something i guess someone that's been elbow deep in comic sphere since birth this was something that i had never heard of before mm. and it was an idea that i came up with when i was in middle school you know and and decades later i'm like hey wait a minute what was that idea i had who was what was that what did i come up with in eighth grade like, like let me go back to that and i'm like oh snap this is actually really good and go back and really bring it to life it's 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 tremendous and i think the potential is really really good so i'm really really happy and proud of what, what we put together here mm -hmm. so how has i don't know if you if you can remember that far back to eighth grade mm -hmm. um but how has your creative process evolved over the years like Ooh. have has there been welcome changes or has there been some you were initially reluctant to transition to that's a really good question first and foremost all eighth graders are stupid so that's that's, that's first and foremost so i um when i started the creative juices um a lot of it was pretty much just fantasy i mm -hmm. didn't really know how to construct the ideas um per se i was like I, I would just think of ideas i'd write them in like a journal or a notebook whatever and then like maybe draw something granted i can't draw all thumbs here baby all thumbs but i would sketch a little something here and then like write like oh yeah this power that power that power so like like when i was in, when, I, when i was young so i guess i'll be 13 14 whatever eighth grade would be 13 14 years old like the ideas and the creativity was there but the structure nowhere close to be anything reputable which is ironic because even when i was a few years um younger um i did um write a couple of funnies for the washington post for those that remember how the washington post used to work on sundays with the strips and sundays and stuff like that um and submitted a couple of those that actually got some submissions and that was kind of cool and that was fun to see like you know when you're a kid you know um but at the same time that's a strip this long so so it would be you'll, you'll be able to come up with that but to come up with a unique universe and to be able to build it out write it out and make it comprehensive at that time i did not have not only the linguistic skills to do that but definitely not uh, the discipline um at that time to try to flush something like that um so definitely the creative process when i was that young was just pretty much throwing cool ideas into my book and hoping and praying that something stuck so i you know years later um i put that idea to the back burner and i started to try to write traditional novels when i was in college um like the high school high school to college i started writing a traditional novel and it was called pandemonium and i was starting to write it maybe got a couple chapters in but i just completely 
got bored with it because mm-hmm. it just wasn't as exciting as um seeing your seeing your words come off the page and like you know with pictures and stuff and i was actually able to start getting things structurally down packed at that point but i just got bored with that idea and so i tried a couple other things and did some uh, small comic work here and there for other people or I, I wrote for a couple of books overseas and stuff like you know like just stuff here and there but then i was like hey wait a minute there was a really good idea i came up with quite some time ago let me revisit that thing and i ironically i was at work and i i i didn't have the notebook but i remembered a lot what i wrote down so i'm starting to type it again and um my cube mate he looked at me he was like he little little eye hustling he was doing over my shoulder and he was like yo that's a good idea <laughs> i was like what I was, hey man what you doing over my screen man he's like he's like nah i saw it that's dope do that that looks cool i'm like because like it works in your own head but when someone else that has no connection to it whatsoever just takes a glance at it it's like hey that's a great idea that's what i was like okay i'm gonna take this ball and run with it so therefore i started um getting my structure down pack how i like to write and how i like to um put my scripts together you can relate to this i like using stage directions as if it's a play i like to use that type of movement and motion as far as my panels are concerned Uh so that's how i pretty much structure the whole the whole comic is structured like a play as everything is a movie whatever they're all plays but how i had it written was not in a way that was subject to my artist didn't have to think about what my idea was he didn't have to use any guesswork it's like oh what does andre mean by that no 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 it had no no issues like like okay stage right we're moving towards uh, a, a panel center this is the this is the actions that this character is taking so on and so forth this is the facial expression the uh, the, the scowl is this deep like I, like that's that's how in depth and i got to my structure when it came to this comic, because I, I, I needed my vision to come to life, and I knew exactly what I wanted to see. Mm-hmm. And some writers um, aren't as anal as I am about that. Some aren't, but me, I'm very, very, very anal when it comes to that. Now, I always let my artists have creative freedom when it comes to, like certain color palettes or sort of like like covers and stuff like that. Like I'll have you structure, but when it comes to the inner workings of the pages there must be fluidity it has to work because if it doesn't that means that the vision that i have here isn't going to be shown correctly so i i took a lot of that um coming from a very very good idea when i was a kid to now making it into something that's actually physically tangible with a completely different structure and a completely different way of looking things different stage of life to say the least and that has actually brought me here so it's been a heck of a journey to say the least when you look back at the the writing that you did when you were younger um as you got older has was there ever a time when you were like dre what are you talking about what are you even saying or like oh this is a really good idea how did a 13 year old think of something like this like because some when i look at some of the old stuff that i have some of it 
it's not even legible. I'm like, what was that? I must have been. Like, <laughs> was I driving at the same time when I wrote this? I don't even know what this is. And some ideas, I'm like, I must have just thought of something and wrote it down because I don't even know what the. I'm like, this is this sounds nice. This is a nice little conversation that's been happening between two characters. But it's like, um, what 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 are they talking about? What where does this go? Um, what are you what are you saying? I don't know what this is. So who are you? What is this? <laughs> Yeah, I can sympathize uh, with that as well. Um, looking back, like I had some writings that I've had that have been passing down from computer to computer for about 15 years. Um, and I recently looked back at it and I was like, oh, that looks like a good, no, no, it's not. No, 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 it's garbage. No. And, 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 and like you said, like it's like, luckily for me, I never, I use the computer because god knows my handwriting is still garbage you might as well call me a doctor because that's the way my handwriting looks okay so it's not even not even close to anything that's readable so i i sympathize with that i sympathize with that but it's just i i can tell but it's it's good when you can chronicle your growth as a writer and a creator it's always good to have that be able to chronicle that because you always know where you came from and where you are now because sometimes, like, as creatives, we can create something beautiful, and then we still think it sucks. We can look at it and be like, oh, my God, this is garbage. Uh, then you'll pull back the, the layers of your old stuff, like, oh, wait, no, no, it doesn't suck. Oh, maybe it doesn't, because this is horrid. So, yeah, 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 this must be good. This must be good. This must be good. Yeah, so, I, yeah, I, so I, I'm with you. I was reading my first book, because to keep with continuity um, for the third one that I'm working on right now, and it was a bit of a struggle to read through it, because I was like, I didn't understand where my headspace was when like reading it back. But then when I wrote, when I read the second one, I'm like going through the pages, like, like it's nothing. I was like, okay, I got better because it's moving faster now. So I'm hoping there's another thing I wrote in 2013 when mm -hmm. I got out of college, um, like a science fiction thing. I was watching a lot of Star Trek at that time. Okay. So um, it's along those, a little bit along those lines. And it's like six chapters, and but I don't know. Again, I don't know where my headspace was when I wrote it. I think I was just writing it to be writing it. Mm. So obviously, I'm gonna have to rewrite it. But um, it's on my computer, and I'll, I'll figure it out at some point. But I just know that I am getting better. It's just taking a, like a long time, which yeah. I mean, it doesn't happen overnight. So no, no, it does not. It does not. But it, it's very important to understand and i'm glad you said it because it, it's not overnight it's not just something you wake up and just do you're not like unless you're a savant of some sort which i'm sure there's those out there i'm sure but nine times out of ten the growth has to be not only deliberate but has to have a purpose and looking back like you said you wrote something back in 2013 God, God, that was a decade ago jesus christ time is yeah. flying <laughs> so some of you wrote back in 2013 and like you said you don't know what headspace you're in and that's the kicker right there because there's a bunch of crap that i have written but but then you some some of these things i look at that i've written it was a it's a lot of angst in it and a, a lot of anguish and pain i was like what the heck was happening to me like did i hey <laughs> what was, was i getting beat like a government mule like what in the world was going on here and you have to look at that and and then be able to track like oh okay this must have been a headspace that 
I'm clearly not in anymore. So mm -hmm. cha-ching, thank yeah. goodness. And now how have I evolved since then? How have I evolved as a writer since then? And then you can actually track that in that way. So it's it can be it's like a time machine. It's like yeah. a time machine. It's like literally just having a time machine. Mm -hmm. uh, as long as you don't have pictures next to each thing you wrote, then you might freak out a little bit because it's like, oh my God, what happened to me? Like, but it's, it's actually it's quite a journey. It's 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 something to behold. Yeah, I, that when you when you say pictures, I think of when I was in when I was in high school. I did a lot of collages mm. from magazines, and I still have some of those books. And I looked through them not that long ago. I was like, this is what you liked. This stuff is what you like? Girl, this is a typical teenage girl that didn't know anything about anything, just liked it because it was popular. So, but anyways. Yeah. Um, has there ever been a time or multiple times where you wanted to give up on comics? Um, if so, if so, what did you or someone else say to persuade you to continue on? Actually, um, to be honest with you, I, I went through that pretty frequently over the last few years mm -hmm. um it's being in comics is a very very hardcore it can be a very depressing business let me put it like that if you don't have the right headspace you can really get yourself torn down um pretty quickly um uh give you one example it uh so like when I first started producing this series, uh, the amount of naysayers that came out of the woodwork was something outrageous that that not even I was, you know, was prepared for. And I'm, I'm from D.C. We have a thick skin, blah, blah, blah. But at the same time, you have to you start questioning yourself. You start questioning if you are actually any good at this and what's the point. And I've seen a lot of independent creators that have really good ideas. They just throw in the towel because it is hard, especially it's very hard to break through as an independent comic creator because the big two um, at well at one point really monopolized a lot of um, the headspace and internet space and everything for their creative endeavors that really drowned a lot of us out. So there was definitely a a number of times where I'm like, man, why am I going through this? God, this is hard. This is difficult. Like, like, should I quit now? Um, like, oh crap, I'm out of money. You know what I mean? It's it's a lot of stuff that goes into it um before anything good really happens. And then, but there's been I've like I've lost a lot of a lot of good people to, to this industry. It's rough. Um, but luckily for me, um, um I'm stubborn <laughs> i'm stubborn and i'm hard-headed and I, I was fortunate enough to have um a good support base of people that really loved my work that really supported my work um i never forget for as long as i live I, I my one of my first comic signings for this series i was at uh universal comics in lithicum not too far from you mm -hmm. um and there was a young boy and his dad he came he came in and i signed a book for him uh, my first uh my first floppy i had signed for him and he was so excited just to see something that he had never seen before and that he was something that he 
was legitimately just fired up about him. Kid had to be like six, seven years old. And he was just really excited. And his dad was like, oh, my God, I haven't seen him this excited about, you know, reading in so long. So, like, to see the impact that I was able to have on a young mind um, definitely helped. Like, you know what? This is worth my time. This is absolutely worth it. I, I like, like, just look how excited you're making people. People looking for creative um, visions and ideas and all that stuff. Like, it, it, it really helped push me forward. And then, like, then the, like my, my fan base, they stuck behind me through the hard times and then god forbid covid jesus christ and all the stuff that that came with and it was it was a heck of a journey but um being able to see like the impact that my work can actually have definitely helped get me out of the slums a couple of times that's for sure mm-hmm. yeah I, I get that that's happened to me a couple of times where i feel because like i've been struggling with promoting the two books that I have because I feel like it's the only thing that I have and I should have more by now I mean I've I wanted to have the third book done like two years ago but then you know COVID and then you know work and and not working there anymore and having to find other thing else something else to do so those became the priority and then you know I just did a uh I guess you could not I guess an event a couple of weeks ago um where it wasn't a whole lot for the table or anything like that so I didn't make a whole lot of money but I made table back and a little bit of profit which was fine for me um but a lot of people have seen it already my books already and maybe have purchased them but then like you'll get a one or two people that come and have never seen anything like this before and it's like oh it's set in Baltimore oh it has a black female lead on there oh it's urban fantasy it's I, I kind of describe it to people in a way it's sort of like Buffy but she's black in a Baltimore mm-hmm. or something like that mm-hmm. they get really excited about stuff like that so seeing people get excited about it even if it's one or two people kind of reignites that flame in a bit to keep going yeah. like I know it's going to take a while it's probably going to take another year before it's, it's finished completely and ready to be sold but it's just just that one person can be enough to keep keep going yeah yeah that one spark one spark can set flame to an entire forest so and and that's what that's one thing i had to really lean on because it's a it's it's a rough business to be a part of it's rough it's rough it's not for the faint of heart i tell you Mm -hmm. um but you know you stick it out you know i am where i am now so like um not a success story or nothing but like but it's it's good to see that sacrifice hard work has paid off mm. you know and that's it's all and that's a reward in of itself and it's rewarding itself for sure yeah so let's get back into your indiegogo um what rewards and all the good stuff people are going to get if they back uh your indiegogo for trouble the rhythm within excellent question excellent question so I wanted to make it widely available to everybody. Um, so the first tier is a digital tier. Um, some folks like to view things on their tablets and whatever the case may be, the entire graphic novel will be digital. Um, that's that's the first tier. Second tier will be the traditional prints. And the prints, every print comes with a custom 
bookmark, which I really, really like. I really thought they came out really, really well. They came out really cool. So they all come with bookmarks. The next tier will be those that are collectors, the ones that want the signatures on the books and stuff like that. So absolutely. So that tier will have signatures and all that great stuff. The tier after that is where we get into the murky water. So um, I have the digital pack tier with the soundtrack. So this tier is going to have, once again, digital book for those that just want the digital. And they'll be getting the soundtrack uh, that is accompanying this uh, indie Indiegogo, which I'm very, very proud of. I really, really uh, like the soundtrack that we did um shout out to martine my producer um that we did there very very good um and then of course then there's the physical with the uh, spider a physical with with the soundtrack same thing signed book with the soundtrack and everything and then there is the coup de gras where is the ultimate trouble fan pack which you'll get everything the digital the physical the signature one you'll get the book mark you'll get the soundtrack and you'll be able to come on my youtube channel and share your thoughts with me on what you thought was good what you thought could be improved on the whole nine yards all in one clean sweep hmm. and it's all eight issues are included oh yeah in- oh right. yeah so it's a total of 242 pages okay yeah, because yeah. I, I was like, I was looking at some of the prices. I was like, that much for the digital, but you're getting 200 some odd pages. 242 pages. 242 yeah. pages. So yeah. don't think, oh, that's a lot. No, you're you're getting, for that price, you're getting a lot yeah. for that. So don't yeah. think it's a lot. Yeah, yep. Yeah. 242 pages, all color, all gloss. Um, God, that was a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so essentially... That's what the Indiegogo tiers are, and and I and what I made it my own personal business. I'm not charging any shipping. I'm not charging anybody any shipping in the states. It's coming out of my own pocket. I don't want. I'm not want to charge anybody shipping. Nothing. I just want. I want everybody to just have the book itself. So you don't have to worry about oh shipping costs. Nope, ain't gotta worry about it. Pay for the book. I'll I'll ship it on my own dime. That's that's just. That's just my thing. Like, I just want people to have it. I just want everybody to have the mittens on it. And that's essentially, essentially, that's what's important to me is that everybody gets to have it um, and the whole nine yards. That's, that's, that's the name of the game. And there is no um, waiting for the book to be done. There's been many projects, Kickstarters, Indiegogos or whatever, in which somebody's like, oh, the book is halfway finished. We'll be ready by December 2024. No, 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 no. The book is done. Done, 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 done. Only thing that this Indiegogo is going towards are the prints. Because printing ain't cheap. I'll tell you that. But this Indiegogo is just about funding the prints. The book is 100% done. Everything is ready to go. So, um... It's so you'll be expecting everything there by the spring at the latest. All your stuff will be at the spring at the latest. So it's that's about it. That's about it. It's simple. Like I, I like to keep things simple. I like to keep things easy, just for the prince. Yeah, everything is ready to go. Great. So where can people find you online 
Um, and are you doing well? The year's over, but are you expecting to do any um, like events or anything like that to, so, to promote and sell the the series? Yes. So this year, hopefully, if everything works out, should be at Awesome Con this year in Washington D.C. Um, if everything works out, hopefully everything works out. Um, I should have a booth and uh, at Awesome Con. Uh, the sales haven't gone up yet, but I'm gonna double check tonight actually, uh, because usually they go at the end of December. But whatever, probably they'll probably do it in January. That's what they usually do. But whatever. But yeah, so I should be at Awesome Con this year. Um, that's the only big one I think I'm doing. I, I'll I'm gonna have to make a game time decision later on in 2024 if I'm gonna do Baltimore. I'm still trying to figure out if I'm gonna have the time because there's a there's, I'm gonna have a very very busy summer upcoming. So, but. But Awesome Con is definitely penciled in. Awesome Con's penciled in, so that's really the big one that I'm that I'm that I'm gonna be there for. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> and where can uh where can people find you online? Oh yeah, so at the brute zero zero on every social media platform: Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. But I'm mostly on Twitter. So for folks that want to reach out to me. At the brute zero zero. That's Delta Alpha Bravo Uniform Tango Echo Zero Zero. Um, on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You always reach out to me there. And what about your YouTube channel? Yes. So I am as <laughs> on the ball. Um, <laughs> Brutal Planet Comics uh, is my YouTube channel. Um, I post every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at twelve p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, we could be talking about comic book news. We could be uh, talking about whatever's going on in uh, uh, nerddom and and um, all that great stuff in the news. And I also have a seg segment known as the Indie Corner, where just like KS here, I sit down and talk with a lot of great creators that are that are uh, doing wonderful things in, in the independent sphere. And usually those, when I have those interviews, are usually posted on Wednesday. Also, I have a segment which is getting a lot more traction now, which is the Brute Reviews, where I take an indie comic that's usually sent to me or that I've bought or or, or a creator has reached out to me. They would like to have my thoughts on it, and I review it and give uh, my thoughts and a ranking system. So um, that's that's been pretty a lot a lot of a lot of things coming on my plate now and i got a lot of books to review now which i think i've bought a bit off more than i can chew but it is what it is um but yeah but um throughout um yeah that's pretty much what i do on my channel it's a lot of fun it's laid back um i would love to hear from folks what your thoughts are and me i, I i'm one of those guys like hey whether you love me or you hate me y'all come to see me so it's 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 all fine and good um, whatever your thoughts are on what I say, you may agree, you may disagree. Either way, it's all fine with me. Um, I I enjoy that type of interaction. So yeah, so Brutal Planet Comics on YouTube, you can get a hold of me there too. Leave a comment, do all the great YouTube things, like, comment, subscribe, and share, all that good stuff. All right. Well, again, I want to thank Dre the Brute Daniels, the creator and writer behind the comic series Trouble. The rhythm within for joining us here today to promote uh pretty much the entire series in its graphic novel form now on indiegogo all of dre's socials and youtube as he just said will be listed in this episode's details for those who are interested again i am ks garner and you've been listening to the solo nerd podcast thank you <laughs> <laughs>